Hello. Hello. And welcome back to Regular Mums. And we are regular mums today, no mums. irregular chums. No. We've got rid of him. Yeah, yeah. He went to Byron. And, and now he's not talking to us. In in seconds, we've uh, replaced him with another mum. Who is irregular. Quite irregular. <laughs> and um, I don't like to talk about that. It's a bit personal. <laughs> okay. But this mum has also said that she'd rather remain anonymous. Didn't have the heart to say that nobody actually listened, so it doesn't really matter. But she has chosen her drag name of Scarlet Parts. So welcome, Scarlet. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And are they really Scarlet? Did, well, did you choose that because it was checked. pretty, or have you got like a condition? Well, the way the way I'm sitting, you'll soon know. Well, you actually got quite tight jeans on. They're really quite sexy. My parts are not so Scarlet that you would see them through the jeans. That could be the irritation factor, though. But let's move on. (laughs) I should have worn a skirt. Um, Did you you want to have a little chat about some of the drag names that you were canvassing for this? uh, Well, you know, there were so many options. Mm. And it was better than... Since I was asked to make a porn name and the result of putting my first pet with my first street was Fred Potter. (laughs) That's so sexist. I, I mean, for, as, as we've learnt from your podcast in the past, there's a there's a style of porn for everybody, but I'm yeah. not sure that that one is a big seller out the back. I of, think um, Jinx Tasman certainly wins that competition. Mine's quite frisky. I'm Triska Silverbirch. Right. Is that, is that a little bit sexy? That's almost like a romance novel name. That sounds I like think. one of those sweat granny porns. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I, I have a friend uh, and we have been exchanging, we're making up and exchanging drag names for several decades. Mm. So I naturally consulted him because I have no memory and he contains all my memories. And he immediately flipped me um, Nora Bone, Anabolics. (laughs) It works on many levels. Uh, Ivy Drip, uh, one of my personal favourites, Eva Brick, because I see see Eva. Well, she's kind of like a, she's a protest drag where she goes and does, you know, random acts of violence and smashes in windows. Eva Brick. Eva Brick. Oh, I didn't, I I didn't get, get that it. one I at the beginning. I think Brick, but yeah. I was a boy's name. I don't really get that. Oh. It's like Dynamo. A drag name explained is a drag name lost. Yeah. And one of my personal favourites, well, you know, Philippa Hole is an obvious one because that works both for porn and drag. Anita Shag, but Mm -hmm. for me that doesn't work so much because I spend my life at a desk, so I thought Anita Desk would be something I would aspire to. Anita Shag works better with someone who's a little less eloquent than you because it can be Anita Shag as opposed to Anita Shag. So Anita Shag. That's true. Anita. Anita. I really need her. Yes. A bit like Lisa's favourite ever, or both of us' favourite ever drag name. <gasps> and I can never say the surname properly, but it's Danita Kokapia. Danita Kokapia. <laughs> for years, we would see this person commenting on other friends' on threads, Facebook. and I just thought she was some Slavic chick. I thought she was Polish. Danita, Polish surname. Yeah. And it wasn't, and you phoned me one day and, and went, went, oh, my God. <laughs> All this This time. woman, Danita... You when you say the name, Danita cock up you. Yeah, and she's got a way with keeping it. So Facebook several years ago went through yeah. and took all of those away, and she still uses that. And she's actually very unlikely to be listening to this, but mutual friends might be. She's quite a troll. She goes out <laughs> oh. and takes people, you know, oh, yes. takes people on about yes. uh, about stuff. And, and so her name's everywhere. I really marvel at people who do that. I have another friend who's, um, because you see who, when they're on a public page, you see what they're they're doing Mm. and trolling. Mm. 
And he must have a lot of time on his hands. And energy. Yeah, yeah. and I just don't know how you wouldn't get worn down yeah. by the process, honestly. To a numb. Yeah, worn, worn down, down to a numb. Well, Danita seems to just love it. And and, and yeah. has a proper grown-up professional job as well. I've only I've only met her him her once. But has a proper job up on Goldie, I think. And but the, the trolling is is uh, I would never get into an argument oh God, with no. her. Oh, I would no. be like, but yep, no. honestly, with a bot most of the time. Mm. I mean, you, you know, it's one thing if you're actually engaged in a conversation and you're trying to persuade them of some political point. But when you work out rapidly that it's just going to be, you know, it's a dump and run Hiding by, to nothing. by yeah. an algorithm. <laughs> What? Yeah, yes. oh, that's exactly. a little hobby. Could be worse. You know, could have worse, um, worse hobbies. Yes. Speaking of trolling and ranting, we decided that we were going to have a bit of a rant session for this podcast. I don't know how this is going to go. We, Do we ever? <laughs> no, exactly. Never have a plan. We we did say when we first started this podcast that we were going to try and not be derogatory about anyone or just be too negative about things. Like we have made the occasional comment, but we do try and keep things light and relatively positive. Uh, but we're jack of that now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's no longer the mood to, in the room. It's, try, it's time to rant. Um, so I guess from from our perspective, it's not about being entitled, boring, old bags. <laughs> Shaking or, their fists at clouds. Well, we do that a lot. But we just thought, why not just have a little rant? Just, you know, get stuff off our chest. Should we call the manager? Yeah. yeah oh, yes, absolutely. Well, Claire, we can add that onto our list because the whole Karen thing does my fucking Aww. head in. Um, I can rant because my little job between walking from my house to walking to Lisa's house today was to bring beautiful French things that, that Scarlett can't eat. We can talk about FODMAPs later. But I turned <laughs> up empty-handed. On, on, on this note, I'm just going to take a bite of a dodgy sausage roll that okay. I've got That's here. not so you, come from a fabulous no. French bakery. So I'm just going to do that while you speak. So just mind so me. So I turn up to the French bakery expecting to have to queue for people with no queue etiquette and mm. it's closed. <laughs> I walked past with a knife and saw the counter was not there and I thought, oh, they must move the counter back when they're not open. Are they shut for good? Well, that shop is. They've moved down no. further down Burke Street, Surrey Hills, to where yeah. Lumiere Cafe is. They're opening there, oh. which basically means one of us is going to have to move house. That's outrageous. <laughs> it is. So it's one of us is block. Yeah, the wrong direction. <laughs> so are you going to move house, or am I going to move house, so that we have the French yeah. bakery between our houses? Is it, is this the level of irritant in your lives? <laughs> That you feel moved to speak about. Well, I've been, I've been eating. We not, nothing like your diet, which we'll rant about shortly. But I have had three weeks of no brown processed rice. sugar. I've been eating brown rice. I had you know, cholesterol was a bit high, and liver enzymes weren't great. So I've been three weeks on a health kick. I've had like a drop of alcohol. Three no whole processed, weeks, yeah. No processed sugar. It's a big thing for me. No <laughs> processed sugar. It's going to treat myself to a big apricot danish with big lumps of chunky sugar on the top and the, the it's french shut. man that speaks french and i speak french to him and he she tolerates goes, oui. my french oui. yeah. and a vet i do that all the time when i when i detect somebody with a french accent is, is serving mm-hmm. i hit them with the full blast of my yeah. schoolgirl french i i speak to them in spanish Oh, yeah. just to throw them. No, just because that's I, all I you know. Speak, yeah, I can speak a little bit of Spanish, and C sounds like we. Oui. I'm just right. there for the Spanish. So right. I can French go bakery. back. French bakery closed, moved down, but it is going to open near Lumiere, kind of opposite the 
for Sydney people opposite the Beresford. It is phenomenally good, mm. and the French man does put up with my shit French when I do speak. Does it have a French. name that you would like it's to drop? It's called La Petite Lavette or something like that, or Lave. It used to be on Fitzroy Street, Surrey Hills. Now it's moving down to Lumiere. I'll put it in the show notes. Excellent. <laughs> but on the, hang on, the level of outrage, though, out of, you know, on a oh, scale merde. of 1 to 10. Merde. <laughs> how good my French is. Merde. Merde. Shall I get merde. a tissue? Yeah. A tissue. <laughs> So I was pretty outraged because I was very excited. So enraged to the the point of expectoration. I'm also a little bit pissed off because a few weeks ago I walked past it pre-healthy diet and it had a thing up saying we're closed for renovations for two weeks open on such and such a date, which is clearly a lie. Indication. No. And then I walked past it today and it's not closed for renovations. It's actually moving. So I feel that... Should we have a lawyer in the room, I might get a very grumpy letter written to them about my level of disappointment. Mm, well, look, I'm hard I'm to explain feeling, your loss. Feeling yeah. quite considerate outrage. I'd say around a 6.5 yeah, out of 10 at this point. Outrage. No. So, um, but, but it <laughs> is she's about to become the, so. The Spanish cafe is next door where people keep oh, their coffee. See, this is, this and this they, this yes, that's right. This and they've got little this. benches outside and there's people sitting on the benches and then standing talking to the people on the benches to walk on the road to get past There's <gasps> no social distance. Well, also, there's a footpath. So, speaking of footpaths, the next one on the list. <laughs> yes. Food delivery oh, cyclists my God. have been triggering me, both when I drive and walking. I'm surprised that we're not dead, and I'm surprised that... I almost that died. Did you? I almost my... died on Oxford Street. I walked out of QE, and I almost got collected by one of those food delivery... Cyclist. On an electric bike, on yes. the pavement, on the pavement. whizzing along a yes. silent assassin. Yes. yes, like when they used to have electric cars in 1910 and my grandparents described them as silent death. And I think that's where we're going. People have been conditioned to hearing, using their yeah. hearing to save their own lives. And once everybody's got a Tesla and an electric bike, we're all dead. But it's also, also conditioned a... to walk on a footpath when you're not collected <laughs> yeah. by a bike. You should better walk it's out a of a shop and not path. have to stop in a shop doorway and do a left, right, left before exactly. you walk onto a footpath. Now, I, I was a little alarmed, Claire, when you hinted earlier on before you before the podcast that there might be some ranting about cycling because I am a cyclist. I'm quite Which a passionate cyclist. But then you put in the little modifier to say delivery people with electric bikes on footpaths and I thought, I am with you 100%. Yes. Oh, okay, Even I'm, as a cyclist... Yeah. I can not tell you, not footpaths. And it's illegal. It's, if you, and doing you 40k are, an yeah, hour. It's, so there's lots of illegal things. And I've researched this. Well, actually, I, I listened to... illegal things. I listened to Richard Glover or James Valentine on 702 having a session about this. So it is illegal to be an adult riding on a footpath yes. unless you were accompanying a child of 12 or under. Correct. And there was another thing that was illegal Boom. as well. The speed. electric bikes are, are only supposed to go up to a certain speed on the flat. They're allowed to go 18 or 28 miles an hour or something like that. And they're tweaking them. And these miles people will phone... Oh, kilometres, miles, whatever, same, same. <laughs> but slower than they're clearly going. Mm. And then these people were phoning in saying, oh, yeah, I've got my electric bike and I've had mine tweaked. And they said, well, where did you get it tweaked? Oh, the guy in the shop did it for when us. When you say getting them tweaked, what do you mean? Well, they've got electric engine in them and they're, yeah. they're obviously power and speed limited. Yes, yes. By yeah. regulation. They get them... But what they're doing the is they're, they're, the, by, some 
some allegedly some of the bike shops are pimping the bikes for yes. the people so they don't go 28 kilometers or miles or that's something they're, they're basically unregistered electric motorbikes yeah. some yeah. of them so they're you know without a license plate with any out any means of tracking them down yeah. and i yeah i've heard the same thing that they they can do up to 60k an hour yeah. on some of those you see them going up oxford street on the footpath faster than the cars and oxford street's now 40 kilometres an hour for cars and mm. they're going faster than the cars up that hill. So we had a bit of a night. We went. We, we, we met uh, some friends for a drink at the Cat's Meow on Oxford Street and were almost collected by some cyclists and we had a bit of a rant to ourselves. Mm. On the way there, we small had Small shaking a of rant. fists. Mm. And then when we left <laughs> after having had two drinks, I think I had you one drink. You had one, I, I had, had two. one, you had two. We walked up Oxford Street and then, of course, were almost collected several times by more cyclists. So we became quite vocal mm. and we were shaking our fists and yelling, get off the footpath. You're yeah. a disgrace. Shaking our fists and then realising that we were old ladies shaking our fists <laughs> at the sky and started crying with laughter and almost we wetting our knickers. Yeah, we decided that not having a wee before we left the pub was not our best idea. So we were oh pissing ourselves laughing, both needing to wee, and we bumped into crying. people we knew on the way crying. up. They must have thought we Did were Did you sense really an affinity drunk. with Barnaby Joyce at this point? Yes. Oh, you did, you need yes. did you need a hat? Yes, Ooh. tin foil hat. Yeah. <laughs> We did laugh. We shouted that they shouldn't be. So oh. I will phone. I'm going to start phoning the police and writing letters to well, writing I, you letters know, to people. Maybe the the American idea of having a well armed militia <laughs> amongst <laughs> the population. I could just do like a taser gun, maybe you know, armed with an umbrella, cattle prod, oh, the thing in the spokes. <laughs> you could be like the knitting nanas. You could get an army together of disgruntled ladies upset by delivery people on footpaths. <laughs> it's a very specific cause, but it nevertheless, is. it's obviously a need out there. But I think it has also, merit. But they're also spoiling it for themselves because <laughs> it's amazing that because of COVID, these there's a lot more of the delivery drivers around because people aren't going out as much and it's just easier and people are home and they can't be bothered to cook. So amazing that there is actually this amazing, incredible mm. opportunity for these people who potentially work in the service industry to have this additional job to supplement their incomes. And they're just fucking people off because they are spoiling it. Why can't they ride on, a, on the footpath? Why can't they ride on the road? Ruining it for everyone. They're well, ruining it for everybody. Outrageous. I could respond to that, but it probably won't be very funny, <laughs> which is they're probably poorly paid and desperate and just doing whatever they can to get through their day. Don't ride on the fucking footpath and you will They're probably find... not thinking very communally or what's best yeah. for the community as a whole. And if any of our six listeners happens to be food delivery cyclists, if you get ever, on the road. Get on the fucking road. And just slow down. And you're a disgrace. <laughs> outrage level about a 9.3 yeah i think i'm feeling like the outrage levels are quite high on that one okay well then this is another one of yours which actually ties in quite closely this fucks me off oh joggers particularly during lockdown when we didn't know a lot about covid and we knew that we had to stay 1.5 meters away from people and we knew that breathing in droplets was not a great idea Mm. walking down the street minding your own business and a fucking jogger coming like just running towards you and about, I don't know, what, 50 centimetres away? Millimetres. Millimetres away, 
just you know exhaling exhaling their their droplets onto you as they ran past i always pictured them as having this sort of miasma a plume following them in their wake they've showed it they've showed what it looks like it's all around them like pig pen from charlie brown do you you watch a charlie brown cartoon there was a friend that smelt and he used to kind of walk around with this big plume of clouds oh yes Suddenly, yes. I have a memory. Yeah. Pigpen, I think yeah, his name was. Sounds about right. Fucking job. Yeah, so I hated that. I have, and I know now that walking outside, I've probably got a low chance of getting COVID from a jogger, but I still found it outrageous. Totally outrageous. Mm. Highly impolite. Just, they wouldn't even go around you. Like, just give me an arc. Just oh, courteous arc. swerve. Oh, I miss arc. Oh. <laughs> Do you know, I was last on the dance floor at ARC after the last party on earth at the first weekend in March after Mm. Mardi Gras. Yes. And little, I mean, we had hints obviously at that time, Mm. but there were, I think at the time, I looked looked back at this because I thought, was I foolish to even be there? There were three COVID cases. Yes. What, just generally? Yeah. There were three COVID cases in Australia at the time Mm. and Perhaps we were being a little foolish, but we felt fairly safe. Mm. And I did look around and, you know, ARC perhaps is not at the peak of what ARC used mm. to be, having, you know, been going there for a number of decades or now. the peak of cleanliness. The peak of cleanliness. No, I mean, yes. it was – and I won't say that we we, we weren't the, the most glamorous people. Actually, we were the most glamorous <laughs> people in the room. <laughs> Saying something. Um, yeah, and considering that we were there at five in the morning. But um, I did think, so this is it. This is going to be my last opportunity to enjoy communal dance floor, Mm -hmm. you know, relations with others. Mm -hmm. And I looked around the room and thought, hmm, it's not really full of Rome. I don't feel like it's, you know, fond de Cécile. You know, it's not not your sort of, if you were to imagine your last hurrah, this probably wasn't it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've said to... Yeah, I've said to Lisa well. a couple of times, I'm not. If it ever opens again, I'm not ever going to complain about the toilets with the <laughs> no. wobbly seats and the sticky floor oh. and the, they don't flush. And even sometimes when the you arrive there, shut. the doors you miss don't lock the smelly armpit. The toilets oh. aren't even. The toilets are all the full water of on the water floor and overflowing. Yeah. I just want to be back there, yeah. just yeah. just a couple of times. Oh, I agree. The nostalgia is strong with me. Yeah. yeah. So we've done <laughs> right. lots of. Do we want to do those? I mean, there's loads. Loads of things just, to irk me. People oh, but just, just on that, I want because um, oh my god, since I have no memory, I'm now going to forget. Oh, the the, the so flaming lips, the flaming lips what? are doing concerts in zorb balls uh, as a way. Uh, me, when sorry, you just spoke Greek. What what are you talking oh, about? Oh, young people will understand. Right. So a, a band who's a bit progressive because they've actually done this before COVID. You know those big Zorb balls that you get inside? Oh, in New Zealand they throw you down a mountain in one. And you have to yes, they'll oh, right. do anything to you in New Zealand. Right. They, they allocated a Zorb ball to everybody in the audience as well as the band on stage and everyone was dancing within a plastic bubble. Wow. Look it up and put it in the notes. That would be nice oh. and hot and sweaty. I know. Yeah. I thought, you know, personally I would... Uh, you know, when, when I dance, I'm I'm quite vigorous in my dancing, mm. acrobatic almost. I've, I've seen your moves. Yeah, 
Usually I take somebody's eye out with my <laughs> snake-like arm movements, but um, inside a Zorb, I reckon that you would run out of oxygen fairly quickly. So mm. I'm not sure what facilities they have yeah. to, to replenish Inject. the flow. Mm. Uh, but nevertheless, they managed to get through a whole concert with all the people wow. in the audience, in their, each in their own individual Zorb ball. Yep. And given the option of never seeing live music again or going inside a, a depleted oxygen-increasing CO2 Zorb ball, mm. I reckon I'd take it. Yeah. It'd be great for weight loss, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Spot reduction. Totally I love a bit sweaty. of spot reduction. That would be think? completely sweaty in that Zorb ball. You would sweat. You could do it, Nooney. You lose six kilos. You could be a jockey or a like, featherweight. featherweight. <laughs> oh my God. But then it just made me think it would be like playing... Um, do your kids play any form of brass instrument? Yes. And all the, the all of them. sweat, the, all, the the, all the spit that drips Ew. out yes. at the bottom of them. Imagine. My son has a, a, a goop rag for yeah. the end of his trumpet. Yeah, like when, I, when we did the concerts, when I did those concerts that I was involved with, I saw the professional musicians tipping yep. gallons of spit out the bottom Ladies, of their... I'm not um, quite outraged. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not outraged by this. I'm just grossed out. <laughs> Can we, can we move on from spittle, please? Oh, we can move on to people that do well. not walk on There are people, stages. no, seriously, there are people who are outraged on the ban on brass instruments. And I have a friend who sadly has been in lockdown in Melbourne mm. whose daughter plays the saxophone. And she said, why can't they go onto an oval and play the saxophone in, you know, circumstances that are not going to cause any harm to others? Mm. And I have to agree, there must be a way around it when, you know, Mm. mental health issues if it mm. really helps you to play to toot your horn then <laughs> so to speak there must be ways of allowing and that, there but... are some blowing instruments that i think are much better suited to outdoor spaces recorders clarinet <laughs> <laughs> the, my the son's trumpet ones. <laughs> the, the ones that go quite what's the, I, I, uh, just the went, oboe the piccolo. i just went somewhere rude with that oh okay the no, tooty instruments just, the toot, the, just yeah. so horribly probably not in the middle of the them. oval with the Tooting yeah. Well, yeah, you know, whatever floats your boat. Right, Where are we going um, next? We have, I've been a little bit ranting. We're right, all so over the we place forget, a little We can bit. move off of bikes and instruments to people on escalators. People need to take more steps. When you stand <laughs> on an escalator, you can still walk. It's like a staircase. You can take steps and walk up. Oh, nobody does that. It's like I it's, do. I, and then sometimes you say, "Excuse me," when they're blocking the whole thing. Yes. And then people say, "What's the hurry?" Or they just my outrage that I very politely ask to get past them. Oh. I need, I don't do enough steps. I'm always in a hurry. I want to walk up the escalator and I well, want to walk along the track. It's an interesting thing. Like at the height of uh, COVID, if you did have to go to a place of shopping in order to feed your family. Is it okay, oh, I sound like Adam Hills, to pass somebody on the escalator on the right-hand side if they're standing on the left in I've a pandemic? I've, I wear a mask every single time I go right. to a shopping centre. I'd say 90% of the time. I, I wasn't the... sure of the etiquette because, like you, Claire, I like to walk up the escalator. I'm a walker. And, and become somewhat agitated, depending on my mood, if people don't stay to the left to yes. allow that to happen. Mm, yes. But during the height of COVID, I did think, is it in fact, is the bad person here actually me? And maybe I should give up my passing oh, people on the escalator. Don't put think the mask that. on and put it past them. It's and never also, you. It's never you. Never me. <laughs> no, you're always right. And the other advantage to wearing a mask in shopping centres is when people fuck you off, you can mutter <laughs> under your breath about them and they can't And they, they can't it. tell. <laughs> But Perhaps even even Sneer. in the distant future when all of this is over and we no longer mm. have to wear a mask, perhaps you should continue to do so, Claire, yeah. so that people don't read your lips. Not a bad idea. A mask or a muzzle. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of the same as when I used to do my coast walk, Bronte hmm. to Bondi, people walking on the right-hand side. Walk on the left. We drive yeah. on the left, walk on the left. Are they tourists, though? I know, but it used to drive me nuts. 
You're not tourists, you're stupid. Just, yes, <laughs> stupid tourists. Oh. Not many of them at the moment. Often but... in shopping centres as well, though, people do that. We okay. need to have wardens, COVID wardens, COVID wardens, the best things ever. I think like, this is I your... I might even be one. I want a fluoro jacket, I think, a clipboard, I think you should. a mask, a pen, and I want a bit of handout infringement This notices. is your umbrella army of, you know, ladies yeah. of a certain yes. age. Yeah. You're still COVID. recruiting. You could you run need... a certification course. Put a little Facebook group up. citizen's arrest. Yes. Sort of yes. Like a fine yes. thing. So do you know the chaser went oh, well, on and they were, giving out, um, they were giving out infringements for mm. people doing silly things? Yeah. I think I should be a state-sanctioned infringement officer and I can walk up to people not walking on escalators, not walking on travelators. I can get the Uber drivers and I can like hand out fines. Yeah, yeah perfect. You're going to have to learn to run rather swiftly to keep up with the electric <laughs> bikes to hand out your Sorry, fines no, unless no. you spring out at them at risk of your life. <laughs> right, one of your pet subjects. Um, this may go on for a little long. Oh. It may, no, it may involve quite a lot of shouting. There's there's going to be some fist raising. Claire, would you like to take the floor on drivers who cannot merge well, their lanes? English, <laughs> our roads are set up properly. So the roads in England, you come in to the slow lane and you exit on the slow lane. I can't think of any incident in England when you're on a multi-lane road where you would exit from the fast lane. But, so that's <laughs> fucked anyway. That should be fixed, Australia. That's lazy, cheap planning. But then also when you are merging in, People stop. It's like, how can you merge when you're going at different speeds? The, the idea of merging is you have to be going merge. the same speed as the people you're merging with, right? Not cruising along, waiting for a gap of like four kilometres so you can get out into the into the lane. That's one thing. Then there's the lanes that aren't merging into a lane. It's when two lanes merge into one. Yes. Like the Carl Expressway or multiple Park. places. Yeah, multiple places on South Dowling Street. It needs to be like a zipper. So people think <laughs> of what your zipper on your trousers does. It goes one, 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 one. Alternating. And you all get, always get it's one fair. fucker that drives so closely to the car in front deliberately to stop you going in. And it's like, I'm One not pushing space. in. I'm One not doing space. anything yes. naughty. We've both been driving along at 60 or 70 along South Downing. We've both seen the sign that says the lane ends. Everybody should just adjust their speed and you all slide in. It's like one, 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 one. But no, they push right up to deliberate. Perhaps they win. sing it when they're doing it, just like you did. It mm. might inspire them to remember the, the zipper song, we'll call it. Well, and then they can they can have a little aid memoir when I they're think driving. in Melbourne or Brisbane, they actually have... That sign. They have a sign oh, out that says lines. It says it's close your zipper. Black one, and it is. It, it indicates to people that it needs to be alternating and fair. Yeah, and why do people do that? They get one car ahead of somebody yeah. else. Oh, it means a lot. Yeah, one car because ahead. life is competition. They They're winning. Absolutely, I like. And quite often it's young women in in like little cars. They probably have no other power in their lives. Yeah. Their so, their, so. their car is the thing that gives them a sense of superiority and you know rights on the road. I wonder if they're nose pickers as well. Yeah. That all oh, <laughs> pickers and flickers. Oh, yeah. I, I, I it's never not a, got that. Why would you sit in your car, which is surrounded by windows, and pick your nose, and other people can see you doing it? I and think it's get... the same thing. It's about power. It's, this is my territory, and I'm going to mark it. It's, it's very basic. It's weird. Yeah, they wouldn't do it on the Animalistic. street. Animalistic. Yeah, because that's not their territory. It's metal. It's very strange. But yeah. also, on the street, if you were walking through a shopping centre and you wanted to get around someone or, you know, you get to someone and you both arrive at a door, when would anybody 
ever deliberately block go, you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're not. I got here first. You would go. Oh, you go. Oh, sorry. Mm, and you would be really polite. But as soon as you're surrounded Southern by metal. your metal of your car, yep. you are suddenly invincible. Mm. I must say, I do miss. I used to have a massive, great big Volvo XC90. I've heard about your Volvo. Oh, I had one of those fabulous. too. Yeah, it's we're such both a good car. Volvo drivers. And they're in the <laughs> Funnily enough, other motorists on the road are quite frightened of Volvo drivers. <laughs> and that's why people drive big cars. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, big cars are actually one of my personal rants because unless you have, um, if it, unless you're an driving around, yeah, an army of children, unless it's a seven-seater or you've got mm. a need to, you know, carry large objects in the back and it's an efficient mm. space, mm. I just, a lot of these are just egomobiles yeah. where yeah. people just want to take Always. up space and they can't even drive them. The ones that you, you're driving behind and you see the whole vehicle is oriented around the head of the driver in the middle of the lane. Mm. So the whole vehicle yeah. is like listing off to one side mm. <laughs> and just about I had somebody nearly collide with me on the North Shore I, can I just say oh, North Shore North, go, oh my god lanes on the North Shore I'm sure if you live there you become used to it and I yeah. think I think that's why with the merge situation the people who end up stopping waiting to get into the 100k <laughs> an hour merge are people who are just totally unfamiliar with those sort of yeah. lane changes and they, they come from the country or perhaps they just hang out in Bondi. They have, yeah, you know, just become OTB. That's come right. Over the bridge. But I find, I'm in a state of constant terror when I cross that bridge, not least because I've probably crossed it already twice on the same errand because I've taken the wrong turn, yes. which did actually happen three times oh. <laughs> only a few weeks ago where oh, I was well trying done. to get onto Military Road, misunderstood the whole thing a number of times and took, <laughs> found myself back in the CBD. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> if somebody says come to the North Shore, I do think about it quite quite a bit before I'll, I make that commitment. I'll give you a few tips, but that is a funny story. It reminds me, I was telling Lisa the other day, my sister lived here way back when, when I was first here, so that would have been the early 90s, and um, it was pre pre you know sat nav stuff you know no pre iphone pre everything it was you know you had a ubd or a gregory's in your car like a big i thought map. you were going to say an iud but no <laughs> well that too but that's a different story yeah, so you had, like, remember the, i'm you from had Mel- melbourne on... so we had a melways so Melways. an ibd yeah. means nothing to weird me. Yeah, so we had, you know, had all of those, and my poor sister was not used to Sydney. We had a friend that lent her a car, and she used to say, "Where did we live? I think we either lived in, we lived in Glebe and Balmain and places like that." And she used to say she could get to anywhere in Sydney, but everywhere she went was via Parramatta because she would find herself on the Parramatta Road, knew that we lived off to the right somewhere, but never actually be able to work out oh, how yeah. to make a right turn. So she could get from, she could get from Glebe to New town via Parramatta. Wow. Yeah, no right hand. Parramatta is, is isn't that the geographic mm-hmm. centre of Sydney? Yep. Because there's now so much going on yeah. out to the west. I've never been there. No, I've been to. Well, I, you know, I know. Well, you've I, never been to Parramatta. No, no, I, I know Parramatta quite well because I, as, as I said, I'm a cyclist. So there's a wonderful bike lane, separated cycleway that goes up the Cooks River, ah. and I thought it was my it was my secret. Scarlet Parts is secret. Um, for quite a long time and I could cycle from the eastern suburbs all the way out to Parramatta and a lot of it was off-road next to you know beautiful wetlands and rivers and all sorts Mm. yeah sure sometimes sometimes an open drain but you know you just sort of you try and blinky yourself through Mm -hmm. the worst of it Mm -hmm. and then you know it was it's a beautiful thing well I can tell you during COVID it became 
Pitt Street? Unnavigable. It was no. impossible. I so, bet with fuckwits with no sense of direction, all pootling along, wobbling everywhere, with no well, consideration probably, for probably, anyone else, and dogs not on leads. Or yeah, people, no, yeah. <gasps> probably probably or riding people, on, side, uh, on footpaths. Or people with dogs on those stretchy leashes, the dog's like 15 <laughs> so, feet away. That's and the then you've, you've been walk, looking you for. You can't get around the fucking dog and its yeah. person because they've taken up 15 feet. Well, it was all it was all pedestrian I, traffic. Like I it was mine, though. Uh, the other cyclist had obviously got the memo when I attempted to do this. And have there you got were, a bell on your bike? Do you go ting, ting, I ting? I do have a bell. And the reason I have a bell is because I had been cycling home through um, Taylor Square of an evening and there was a big tent set up where some very lovely, um, very animated cycling fans were handing out amusing bells to put on your bicycle for awesome. free. And so it, it is like it is a child's a hooter. <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you use it often? I I, well, sadly, I have to. <laughs> I'd like a siren. Yeah. I think oh, my voice does that job. <laughs> Like I, I was actually just listening to a podcast on Hidden Brain about um, white hot rage and what is the um, you know evolutionary purpose of losing total self control and screaming. I don't screaming. think I should listen. To oh no, that. it's a wonderful thing, and perfectly rational people become irrationally um, loud when they're screaming in you know fear of their life. Uh, and that's me on a bike, and I have no shame. Like sometimes, you know, I'm honking my childlike horn, and if, and <laughs> somebody is still going to insist on pulling that very large four-wheel drive door open on me, oh. and I I have within me this animal that escapes in the form of noise. And do you and, yeah, do you, do you, and yeah, you stop to hold them off? No, no, it's just. Uh, uh, no, because I'm hitting the brakes <laughs> at the time. Um, but yeah, no, it it's it, it has come up from within as if as if you know a mm. demon were being exorcised from my person. A little, you could stop, slap them like a sticky thing, like slap them an infringement notice, like right on the middle of their windscreen. I should have some handy. I have thought about actually this is in some of my more outraged moments, um, <laughs> making fake um, parking fines. And just putting them under somebody's wind, you know, the windscreen, yeah. just to give them a scare when they've parked really outrageously. Yeah. Like, and this is, yeah. and, and the motive. This has never happened. It was always just a thought while cycling. Like when somebody parks illegally in the bike lane, mm. and you have to go out into traffic yeah. to get around them. I thought now is the time for my pretend fines to put one just under the under the mm. windscreen yeah, wiper. Probably mock you up something. Yeah, on I Canva. might just, Actually, yeah. yeah, you could make that part of one of the first actions of your um umbrella. Army is to is go to, around and put some fake signs on. We can do that. We could actually have some Canva. signs and we can just hand signs out. We can stop the Uber riders and say, we are the Umbrella Army. You're in big trouble, mate. And we can hand them a fine that makes them give dollars to a charity of our choice. Yes. The yes. of the bewildered old ladies who have yes. been hit by delivery cyclists. <laughs> Perhaps a mental health charity. Yes. Okay, are we done with that one? Yeah, okay. I was wondering. I think we've got, we've got one, a lot two of things. things. I just we've got la- a lot of things. I was we might laughing. have to break this one up into um, to two sections yeah. as well. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, who what knows? Do, do people need that much rant in their lives? We've got some sophisticated stuff coming up, but well, I just wanted to have a chuckle about book week. So we have had a year where everything has been cancelled. Everyone's, we've got loads of friends that have turned 50, parties mm. have been cancelled, mm. holidays have cancelled. Anything fun. E- anything fun has been cancelled and it just made me laugh last week when I must have had half a dozen friends all post. F my life. Everything's been cancelled. 
but fucking book week's been on. And you got double book, you got triple yes. book week, double well, we, book week. We, we, were, we, we thought we were in a safe space um, <laughs> because my uh, my children were past. Home and hosed. Yeah, past year two. And it, it was kind of, um, you know, it was lore of the land. It was folkloric um, that you did not get to do book week parade if you were beyond year two. And, you know, there were tears. It was sort of like a rite of passage once you get past that. <laughs> oh, I can no longer participate. You know, isn't that sad? I can't I'm do that anymore. Like, and then we got, <laughs> then there was this email and buried three paragraphs deep was the one liner saying, oh, to celebrate everyone gets to dress up this year <laughs> from any year level and a lot of people didn't get that memo until the morning of and so there was this you know furious communication going yeah. on on the whatsapp group about well, we're supposed to be dressing up do you want to just explain book week to our to our many international listeners who might not be well with this idea it's global of, now but some of them might it? not have had to do Private the children schools thing. don't tend to do it no but um maybe you can explain well, the, the mechanics of book week it's it's well intended but does, well intended. um does cause more stress than possibly any mm. other day of the year mm. um so book week is when uh the our our, our beloved charges are supposed to put together an outfit that of a, a character for a book they love and of course it's become one of the most hyper competitive activities on the school circuit with <laughs> overqualified and underemployed particularly mums but some dads going berserk on crafting the most elaborate costumes yeah. imaginable mm. for their children and on one of my cycling excursions last week which was on book week day um, I was going through Surrey Hills and I saw that someone had fashioned an, a highly elaborate dog's head for their child out of corrugated cardboard it was clearly the work of somebody who works in the visual arts yes um, definitely and, not by miss and i thought i'm in that. surrey hills now um but even even now one of my one of my friends it was i think perhaps his son's first book week so he clearly wanted to make his mark on the book week scene and um painted handcrafted and painted a mr strong outfit which outfit which was a full body square box with arms it was a thing of beauty wow. and he's in he does a lot of um, home renovations and construction so that thing that was solid in the backyard yeah but um yeah but Sorry, i'm eating sausage rolls still <laughs> yeah, you know, it does take a while. Normally there's a few weeks preparation, but to do it on the morning of. Yeah. Um, so my, my son, who's in year five, was um, threatening to go as Elsa because that's the costume that immediately was available. But um, <laughs> he was very disappointed to find that he could no longer fit into it. So so we had to resort to Harry Potter, which was Funny a bit of a enough, letdown. 2.0, who we've dumped from the podcast, ditched, ditched for you, ditched. actually has probably got a full Elsa outfit. So next year, should your child right. decide to want to be Elsa. Why does he have Elsa? Why? Is that part, of, part of Gariana? Who doesn't? Oh, I just think he's he's upset. He loves Frozen. Does he? Yeah, totally. They're even going to the What's musical. What's wrong with him? Mate, that's the well, only movie I've ever watched. He probably doesn't of. have children, so he hasn't. He doesn't have children. He hasn't heard it three thousand times. Oh. For him, it's like any other musical. Oh, even though we shouldn't talk to him because he's not talking to us. Yeah. But yeah, he um. <laughs> We've replaced him. He's he's obsessed with this. The only movie I've ever walked out of though. Really? Yeah. When, because when that was so the, triggering. Yeah. Didn't you leave your kids there with some stranger in the, mm. the row in front or something? Yeah, the row in behind. The kids Look. weren't that young. They were like 10 and 8 or something. What was the particular source of rage on this occasion? It was rage. just that squeaky voice of one sister swinging through a keyhole, singing through a keyhole, <laughs> shall we build a snowman? And it just, it just set me up and it triggered me. So I said to the ladies wow. behind, just had an important phone call. 
got to go. I'll be back in an hour. Kids are fine. But if anyone else tries to take them, no one except me. And I went, oh, yeah, okay. And I went shopping around Chatswood. So we could now move on to some highbrow high stuff. And all of these things are things I've heard about and I'm too lazy to look into. So this is this is going to be highbrow ranting. Can someone tell me what QAnon is and who's into it and how it's affecting our world and why it makes you a bit pissed off? I can do a bit of an intro because uh, I only know a little bit and our friend Scarlett Parts uh, can fill in all of the blanks. QAnon theories are all basically taken out of the Nazi handbook. So it was everything that was used against the Jews to rally uh, the Germans against the Jews, which was that they had these secret societies, that they were running pedophile rings, that they were killing babies and eating them. Mm. So the QAnon stuff is, from what I understand, I think it's a person who goes onto YouTube and their, their voice is camouflaged and their face is camouflaged. And they talk about all sorts of conspiracy ideas around Donald Trump is trying to break up these pedophile rings and that he's actually been ordained by God, that, you know, he is actually the true saviour, that mainstream media is trying to paint him as a villain, but actually he's the good guy. And there's a whole bunch of celebrities and power brokers around the world that are in these child pedophile rings. Mm. And what's their motive? So it was started Support by Trump. one person. Yes, so one person who called themselves Q. It was started on a right-wing chat site which at the time, I'm not sure if it was 4chan or 8chan, but it was one of those, mm. um, starting by somebody who, who called themselves Q, who's never been exposed no. as to who it was. Mm. But I suspect that it's now, it's become one of those organic things where, you know, I am Spartacus, I am Spartacus. It could be anybody now. Mm. Um, and it, other people it's joining probably in. Probably a so, whole host of people. Yeah, and it, it's... It, it's obviously originated with somebody who was a Trump supporter who is simply trying to recycle previous conspiracy theories, yep. repurpose them, and it's worked remarkably. Mm. And so many people believe this because, of course, you are going to believe everything that you see on YouTube. <laughs> but also I think the, the one of the unifying things that they, they mention is the fact that um, because it's anti-pedophilia, that yes. everyone rallies around that. So everyone would, you know, most, yeah, yeah 99.999% of the population is going to be outraged by any kind of Yeah, pedophilia. and they started using the hashtag Save the Children. So the, the right. Save the Children Foundation, which of course, you know, yes, it is true that there are pedophile rings. Yes, it is yes. true that there is child slavery in the world. Mm. Are those acts being um, committed by Hillary Clinton? No. And George no. Clooney and yeah, Amal and yeah. various and, other people. And anybody who speaks out against Trump? No. And if, <laughs> if it is the fact that Trump was going to, you know, ex he's just waiting for this, this day, the awakening when he's going to expose these people... Mm. I mean, the guy is president of the United States and has been for four years. If not now, then when? Like, what is this What is this trigger that, that they're waiting for, he's, that this all-powerful man who thinks he's immune to the law anyway could not have done this on day one of his presidency? He's also not known for keeping things a secret. Oh, and when hmm. he wants to blow his own horn, he's out Don't there. You? Even, yeah. <laughs> We're right back the on siren. <laughs> He's not the kind of guy that's going to hold back. If, yes. he, if he's trying to do something, he's going to tell the world about it often and <laughs> so, loudly. And you know. so is this massively affecting US politics or global politics yeah. or is it more of an undercurrent? Um, no. Oh, no, it's, it's become, infiltrated Yeah, it's mainstream. become quite mainstream <laughs> and um, insidious. And, of course, you know, there there are bad actors out there and um, I'm – I could name some, um, uh, who, who are trying to destabilise. Madonna. Like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie. Oh. Oh, not Kylie. Wash your mouth. 
Um, and take her card away from her. <laughs> Call yourself a fag hag. <laughs> um, who, you know, bad actors in the world who are trying to, to uh, observe when there are these destabilising things taking place so that they can then amplify them and create as much instability as possible, uh, who are then just get the bot, the bot factories and the troll factories onto this to then, you know, it only has to be tr- started and then it'll be taken up by these um, organisations that are in the business of creating division. And that, and that seems to have been what's happened. And, and, now, so so, and also the um, the Facebook algorithm. Did Have you seen the social dilemma? Yes. So interestingly, yes. the Facebook algorithm works such that they get six times more clicks on something outrageous, such as yes. the QAnon stuff, which is just ridiculous rubbish, than they do with normal stuff. So the algorithms work to push that kind of content on people that might be even sort of tangentially interested in something like that. So the wellness community yes. has been pushed down that path through those algorithms and they've started watching this shit and they've uh, sort of which is why the Pete Evans yes. Pete Evans and all of those people and Sarah Wilson's actually written a really interesting article about why the wellness industry has kind of taken on some of this stuff. I mean I have a theory that a lot of those people haven't worked in corporates so they don't understand the way that people actually work so the people that think that covid is actually just a hoax that it's not real that it's all about the pandemic and that we're being locked down for this some sort of nebulous control that it's kind of like i don't really understand the end game of it to destroy a whole economies and you know people out of work and rising debt levels and like all of the shit none of that's a good news story so i don't really understand why government would do that in order to control this population however yeah, but they don't. They, they haven't worked in corporate. So a lot of these wellness people, you know, they've had, you know, like businesses in massage or whatever, and they haven't actually worked in corporate. They don't understand the backstabbing that goes on and, yeah, the, and the, the genders. <laughs> like if someone is told to do something that they don't believe in, so if this is some kind of control thing that's, you know, all of the governments have all decided to lock down their citizens for control. I'm sorry, I call bullshit on that. That's never going to work. You can't have all of the scientists and all the mm. medical profession, bureaucracies, governments, all going, oh, yeah, 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 we'll do that, without people going, fuck that, we're not doing that, emails being leaked, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just never going to happen. Well, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I would add to that, though, there is a there is a scary level of diminishing of democracy going on yeah. at this the moment. This quote from you... our chat group was a tsunami of shit fuckery. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that quote from you earlier, and yeah. I wrote it down. So there is this is a, a quote from our from our lovely our lovely friend Scarlet, Scarlet Part. <laughs> is it, there's a tsunami of shit fuckery? Please fill us in. <laughs> At the moment, there is there is a push to put through changes to um, the ASIO Act, yeah, for example, where which would give ASIO unprecedented powers to interrogate people in secret for a wide range of um, potential criminal activity that never existed before. So, th- not not terrorism, but just doing. Uh, I'm on the spot here. I can't remember the phrase, um, but you know, anything that was basically a challenge to the politics of the day mm-hmm. could potentially come within the ambit of this and being Shit. able to interrogate children as young as 14 in secret in fact legal counsel when it is allowed is only allowed to um, explain something when it is unclear so they're mm. not allowed to give legal advice I commend to all of your listeners who are interested in such things to go and have look this up and have a read at the extent of the powers that are being proposed it sounds so a bit like Truman and, and the whole communism yeah, it's federal thing in the 50s so what should we google to hear more of this um, ASIO, ASIO Act amendments human rights will do the job. 
Um, And it is quite frightening. And there's a number of senior lawyers who have written articles about the, the implications of this. Uh, and and the the types the of scenarios, yeah, the unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Where I think under veil of COVID, there have been so many ways to curtail protest mm. uh, and yeah. to um, to you know criminalise protest in a way that we haven't seen before. So uh, where where protest could in fact have been done with you know in a COVID safe yeah. way and has not been permitted. And yeah. I think we we all need to be. I'm you know I think where the the conspiracy theorists uh, the leap that they take is not that, in fact, there are rules coming in that are trying to curtail our our rights, because there really are. It's that the whole thing was planned for that purpose. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's right. That's what they're getting at. Uh, Which I do not accept. I I will say, though, the conspiracy theorists marching really fucks me off, though. I'm sorry. I know that them just... (laughs) <laughs> I just I just want to throw eggs at them. I'm sorry. But those idiots going out and, and the maskless ones. Oh, the protesters that go out and they you know, against the lockdown and, and saying it again it's the pandemic. I just think, oh fuck. I off. love the ones the ones in Melbourne who timed their protest to a few days before the restrictions yes. were coming off very, so that they the could then claim before. claim victory for restrictions being eased even though they knew they were about to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, think, thinking of our Melbourne friends today, yeah, as it we has are. just been announced that they have still got another 14 days of their restrictions, which they were promised would be eased at this target, it's and it's just time. changed. So oh, even though it's really scary, and I, I just found some data the other day because I'm a data person, and I was googling, but yeah, on the 27th of July, France, England, and Melbourne all had very, very similar numbers, all like six of new cases per day. Yeah, yeah. six, seven hundred, and Melbourne is now at seven and sometimes lower. England is at over 25,000, and so is mm. France. Mm. And so, still but it's still just I think the so average hard. is 4.5 or something over the last. Fortnight. So I in Melbourne. Feel, yeah. I feel so sorry for our Melbourne friends. You're you're a Melbourne person. You are an original of Melbourne. They must be really an, hurting down there. Yes. Uh, uh, the, an original. Her parts. Her parts are hurting. <laughs> <laughs> they are really no. Well, my parts aren't hurting mercifully, but um, but my friends and family are definitely hurting. Are and they it is for what he's doing, or are they? I, look, I think are it, they over it? There is yeah, a spe- there's a spectrum it. of responses, and I would say the majority of people were definitely for it what has really pressed their buttons quite rightly is the cover-up that has occurred in relation to finding out how the errors were made i think mm-hmm. had had um dan andrews uh, done a gladys after, after the 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 ruby princess debacle mm-hmm. and gladys came out and said i'm sorry that was mm-hmm. a mistake yeah. if dan had come out in the same sort of 24 hour after the, yeah. the the problem became known, had come out and said, "I'm sorry, that's a mistake. Um, you know, this is what happened. It won't happen again." I think that the populace would have been behind him. But so now there's a situation say... of of universal amnesia as yeah. to what happened, yeah. and gradually um, the information is coming to the to, to light that there was not universal amnesia, and that some people did know who gave evidence that they didn't know. And um, we you're going to see a lot the, the of fallout. guards in the hotel quarantine yes. issue. Yeah. So it wasn't that it, it – I think the rage is not so much that mistakes were made and there's a recognition that, you know, we're in a pandemic and perhaps some things ought to have been done differently, although I know there are people who also see 
that um, there may have been, uh, and I don't know if this is true, corruption in order to get to that mistake, and that needs separate investigation. Mm. Um, but, the, yeah, the, the centre of the rage is really around the cover-up. So mm. it's not, you know... Did he not say early on, though, that the buck stopped with him, that he actually did take responsibility, but not, obviously yeah. it wasn't clear enough? And then, and and then his health the minister had to fall on her sword. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think that the chief medical officer may now be a bit wobbly. And then the other thing that wasn't covered in the inquiry that just happened it was a 30 million dollar contract that was awarded to the security company who was not on the state government's list of people that you can send tenders out to mm. so yeah. there was so, some so level of i think there's still a there. lot to to come to light uh and definitely that is um you know a lot of the source of the of mm. the issue uh, and but at the same time, I think it's also getting bundled in into people's minds as being associated with lockdown. So yeah. anyway, so I mean that's one perspective. But then I should say that there are definitely people in Victoria who are very anti-lockdown at all, and it's not mm. for them just about the cover-up. It's actually they believe that that oh, we should be open up. We should have twenty-five thousand yeah. infections. And and, the, and and genuinely still to this day feel that the that the risks are overblown in, in spite of what's happening overseas. And yeah, and feel, we just lock up all the old people. Yeah. And anyone at risk they're just forever <laughs> forever yeah we just lock them up because you know, they're about... not contributing to society it's all the young people and they've already the lived their lives yeah and yeah just... but it's also you know people with um you know other maladies that might put them at risk which if you add that up actually is about 25 percent of the population and also the people that don't know that they have something or the people that actually are perfectly healthy but for whatever reason mm. have a terrible dose of covid and, and <laughs> have long covid and have health complications oh, are yes. we getting too serious yeah well i can, yeah, I, I, I can lighten Very. it up okay. i can lighten it up these are unprecedented times lisa <laughs> <laughs> but we have got quite serious because we wrote a list of things that upset us and i think so we should feel so, we should feel quite proud of ourselves that we've covered everything from dirty toilets at arc through I shouting you were, ladies you were missing the dirty toilets at arc that wasn't a source of your rage well, i'm outraged that that you can't that you can't the, access the dirty toilets at arc. well unless we go to a gay or sex on premises club yeah i'm up just, for it just I'm up for it. Just quietly isn't actually my thing. Really? No one would have ever known. Well, you wanted to go to Bodyline with me. I know that Only we wanted I'm to have a so tour. Only because I'm so nosy. I want to have a tour when it's closed. Would, like you, would you bring your whiteboard? That's what I want to know because Not there's the a quite a lot of logistics that would need to take place. No, we just wanted to have a little poke around. Not when it was no, open. Most, most people do. <laughs> no That's why they're there. <laughs> Yeah, I, would, I just I, want to go and I just sort of come. Um, just the logistics and the. Um, I just want to see what it looks like. It's like the, the boys' call. toilets. You know, what do the boys' toilets really look like? I want to go in there. I want to see the urinals. I want to see how it works. Because I'm not allowed and in there. At what point do you take your clothes? Are you like you walk in yeah, the door? I'm the presuming lockers. there's like a reception desk, <laughs> and then you hand your wallet over, and they give you a key, and it kind of goes in like a locker. Yeah. And apparently they give you a teeny tiny towel. Then you walk into obviously some yeah. kind of ante room that you go into. I mean, and do you either just go right? You come. Or is it is no, it like a chit chat and is there a bar? I think, I think there's a there's like the range of rooms. I understand it. So I think there's like a glory hole area where you can right. shove your thing in and just receive some pleasure on the and other there's end. Slings and like, swings. Yeah, there's slings and then there's a steam I thought, room I thought you meant there's, it would... a, there's a like a spa as well, which apparently right. has got all sorts of. Are they themed? In because I'm very interested in the well, decor. This is what we don't know. We like don't it's not know. so much what goes on in there. I I want to know we if still, there's flowery wallpaper. We still thought we were going to have a, a, I'm hoping it's fully tiled so they can hose it out are we going to have oh, a tour we're going to try and we're get a tour from get someone back into it contact. could be like a, a meatworks but really our time <laughs> that's the other one of the themed rooms yeah <laughs> 
and know, they're so COVID safe. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So we need to get back onto that. But well, I think the probably, time, we, I think we might have missed the window. I think the time to go for the tour would have been during lockdown when there was no one in there, but it's now operating again. <laughs> but I think we've done a lot. I can check on our list. I we, was going to go tree rats. We've got oh, um, that breaks my heart. We've got we've got deep fake word salad on there. (laughs) I mean, we had a lot of stuff blowing up sacred sites. Yes, Adani. That's pretty high on the radio meter. Oh, that's just off off the chart. Yeah. So Rio Tinto, um, the you know, we don't know how high up the tree it went, but certainly people who were in a position to massive massive mining company. Yep. People senior enough to make a decision about what to blow up, which you would expect to be fairly senior, were informed and had known for many years that there was a sacred site on their, on this piece of land. Sacred Indigenous site. Yeah, yep. um, which was, you know, a series of caves. Mm. Um, and like 40,000 years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. With Well, yeah, human activity that had taken place mm. in these caves and, and um, you know, of, of great interest not only to... Um, you know, First Nations people, but also to historical, yeah, science and, and yeah, yeah, and history generally. Uh, and they made an active, informed decision that it was in the way of their mine, and they would they and would it was blow a teeny, it up. Tiny mine, wasn't it? It was like yeah. a mine that was going to make a hundred million dollars, not bazillions Fuckers. of dollars of mine. Yeah, and Fuckers. they blew it up. And they blew it up. And then they went, oops. So you know, I think that there there has been some fallout from that, and it is. One, it's less likely to occur in the future, but nobody can really rule that out because, I mean, commercial decisions are made on the basis of weighing up risks mm-hmm, versus benefits, mm-hmm. and they're done very clinically. And of somebody course. made a decision that that the the, the reputation risk yep. was was worth worth the mine. Yep, and yep. Um, well, I just well, hope that in future it won't be. Yeah, so it would be like someone going to a, a Roman site yeah, in the UK yeah, and yeah. putting a motorway through it and going, oh, we don't mind that that was a, yeah, uh, a, a two-and-a-half-thousand-year-old mosaic yeah. Roman ruin, mosaic yeah. floor. Our road's more important. And probably even more Stonehenge. more rare. I mean, Roman ruins in the UK are everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> or like a Stonehenge. Yeah, exactly. And oh. then what else have we got on our list? Anything, so they're, so they're, they're really naughty. The tree rats thing is outrageous. There's koala wars happening in New South Wales. We've yes. We've got barely any left. Horrific bushfires took so out bazillions of hectares. The corridor, and the koala corridors, you know, becoming tiny. Yep. And we have a bunch of politicians who actually don't care, have said that they don't care about koalas. They're anti-koala and they called them tree rats. Yeah, mm. which is just uh, again just sort of bigger. It's un-Australian, Lisa. Oh, who it's doesn't like a koala? This is an who? this is an icon, and it's not even one of those dubious icons that like might a possum. Be where fifty in, years, yeah, fifty years, yeah. I reckon. I, so then this is a land clearing thing that they're going to allow farmers yeah. to not have protected habitats mm. on their yeah. land just yeah. to chain it all up to. It's all it's um, the logging industry apparently. Yeah. And um, I, I've been I've been you know m- moved to contribute to uh, this cause of the Great Koala National Park, mm. um, which I think is something everybody should look up and contri- contribute to because yep. when you know habitat is everything if you want to preserve um, species diversity, and it's a it's a beautiful idea of putting aside land um, of some old growth but also to start planting some trees for koalas mm. to eat mm. i mean you know a lot of a lot of the problem is also caused by the um climate change induced bushfires yeah. uh where so much habitat was destroyed and leaving no foliage left mm. for koala survival mm. so uh you know we we should in fact be redoubling our efforts to preserve um old growth forests and to create habitat for koalas in light of what occurred only in january um and instead it's going in the other direction but if you can support the great koala national park i think that that would be a wonderful thing to do is is redoubling like doubling or quadrupling 
I'm not oh, sure. It's like squares and cubes, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like confuses me. One of those one. sentences where there's so many negatives that you end up <laughs> back to positive or perhaps back to negative well, again did, and you have I, to unpick it. Just a lot. In, a lot, in the notes lot. it did say, ah, oh, chum, Scarlet Parts, is a bit clever and highbrow. She's very clever and very highbrow. Very clever. Yeah. And yeah. Very oh, clever. Much cleverer and highbrow. Clever. So that was wonderful, Scarlet. Thank you for sharing your parts with us. It's the, way, it's the way I sit. Scarlet or otherwise. We might have to get you back on. You really lift the oh, tone. Yeah, of, you're a lot really, better than really 2.0. Yeah. Oh, he's going to kill you. He's going to be so upset. He's going to be gropable. He's going to be gropable. I'm not sure that highbrow rage is really what your listeners are looking for. But they might. We, don't even know. we never know. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. I don't know how long this, oh, I don't know how long this recording is. Fucking, oh, we won't say how many because I've probably cut out most of it. But we've gone we've gone over time. Well okay. over time. We've gone well over an hour. Yep. But that was all... fantastic. Thank you very much oh, for joining like, us. I feel like pleasure. I've just gone and punched a punching bag or something. I feel a lot better <laughs> Dude, for it. It was a cathartic experience for yeah, it was wonderful. So thank you for that. We might get you back on. We, what we might do just to balance out the rant is to talk about some really nice things. Maybe should we do that? Like yes. Talk about the things that um, make us smile or that are great in the world. I can't think of any. No, <laughs> Not after can't. the rant. Of course you can't. But so I will pr- compile a list. Yes. And uh, I'm sure you've got a few things as well. Ransville. Oh, we can also what? talk about, uh, we do often mention at some point who our new bestie is. Oh. And so sometimes we tag other things when we're talking about podcasts or videos and we tag people and occasionally those people come back and like. And I think that's like knowing a famous person. Besties. Besties. So, Lisa, who <laughs> liked and commented on this our is, page this barely week. control yourself so the other day the other day it was Danny Minogue's <gasps> 49th birthday oh. and there was some celebration on her Instagram and I just added from irregular mums happy birthday to another irregular mum exclamation point not expecting anything because there were, you know, vast quantities of people saying similar, not similar things, but, you know, <laughs> we love you, Danny, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, a couple of days later, I go onto the um, notification section of yes. our uh, Instagram page. Not only has Danny liked the comment, but then she came back and said, so many funny posts on your Instagram tiles. And she had liked about eight of them. Oh, she hasn't she's followed been us. on our page. It's like being anointed by a royal. She stalked us. Wow. She, she hasn't actually followed us yet. No, I'm sure she's thinking about I'm it. I'm sure she hasn't listened. I'm sure she hasn't listened. <laughs> and if she listened to the first she's one, a busy lady. she won't have listened on. But yeah, anyway, so we feel very close to Danny now. Yeah. Right. So we, we've got to keep posting our funny little things on Instagram and in the hope that she might come back and stalk us a little more. And so you're a proper famous person. My, my yeah. children would say that you now have a bacon number of one for a Minogue, which means yes. you have a bacon number of two for Kylie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've got, we've like got, a, we have, I've also got. Degrees of separation. Yeah. Mm. Kevin Bacon yeah. thing, the ne- neural networks. Mm. Yes. Is it a neural network thing? It was, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Except we weren't actually in a film with her, so it's or not quite pure. Oh, well, that's, Yeah. That's a, mm. a tart connection, so that's mm. slightly different. I reckon we've probably got multiple twos to Kylie. Yeah. Yeah. You're very well connected. Oh, incredibly well. We know yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, look, it's been warm and real and ranty. So thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. And um, I think we might have to get you back on. I'm so excited. My parts are scarlet. <laughs> Flushed. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you, and um, we will be on the air again 
another time. Yeah, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and send us a message. And if you know anyone famous, um, tell them to listen to us and make us best YouTubers. Just comment on our Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.